1: Everyone, welcome to Webcology here on Webmaster WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, February the 2nd, 2012, and Dave, it's Hedgehog Day. It's my favorite day of the year. <laughs> so, just, just, you know, like, for the record, I woke up this morning seeing stars, yeah, but I didn't see a shadow. So it's only two more weeks of my hangover. <laughs> Two more, okay, two more weeks of winter the hangover was well earned it came from a business dinner last night where I drank a little bit too much scotch afterwards but you know how those things go um, two more weeks of winter well you know a reprieve from winter would be well earned if we had one this year at least here in Toronto it's been uh, beautiful sunny and above 32 most of the time you're actually in a real winter wonderland you're up at Whistler today with your family congratulations thank you so a wonderful a wonderful place to be i'll bet you guys actually have snow and like you know skiing and skating and snowball fights and um yeah i don't have that i have a swamp in my backyard <laughs> where there should be a skating rink where there should be 4 feet of snow there is water and lots of it it's it's
2: can't amazing. really complain about a mild winter though come when uh, when you're in toronto so
1: well, yeah, no. I mean, like um, this year, this year I actually wanted to do winter because, like, I got this, I got this place in the north end, and it's got this massive backyard, and I like been fantasizing about like a skating rink for the first time since my childhood. And actually, the, the childhood thing was a fantasy because my dad was too damn lazy to build me a skating <laughs> rink. <laughs> no, you're not that kind of dad. You, 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 you take your kids to Whistler.
2: Dude, right. <laughs> I don't want to build a skating rink, so I'll just bring them here where there is one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's been a wild week. Um, I don't know it's, it's one of those weeks in the in the tech world where you don't even really know where to begin. You just know you got to start off somewhere. So let's start with the big story um, that covers the entire digital marketing world. It's got to be Facebook's IPO. Indeed. Yesterday Facebook um, they crossed the Rubicon. They said, "Yep, we're doing it. We're going ahead." five billion dollar IPO which values the company in total around a hundred billion oh my god um and it's uh well it's the largest IPO filing uh in tech history and maybe it's a good buy maybe it's a bad buy I don't know but in the uh in the SEC filings that that you know, uh, uh, a company going public has to has to file. We found out a whole bunch of interesting facts about Facebook. We're going to be getting to, we're going to be getting to that first. Next, we're uh, after we're done with Facebook, we're going to be covering an article that actually Dave you wrote that uh, appeared in Search uh, Engine Watch today. And this one will be very targeted towards uh, SEOs uh people who live and die on analytics live and die on understanding google traffic and who want to understand what not provided means in their analytics streams dave you mm-hmm. you've got an angle on this and uh it's going to be a, it's going to be fun in, I'm going to interview you about this in about 20 minutes <laughs> following all that we can't not talk about it it happened um one of the SEO elders, uh, one of the greatest beneficiaries of the industry over the years, the man who pretty much uh, outlined, articulated the SEO code of ethics. Um, How to say this? Well, (laughs) Bruce stepped in it this week. Bruce Clay made it a uh, remarkable statement got called on it by Miranda Miller in Search Engine Watch and backpedaled so furiously. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, as, as Brasco just messaged me, um, Bruce Clay is, is is even credited with coining the term Search Engine Optimization. So Mr. Search Engine Optimization stepped out of bounds, got called on it, and um, what well, we're going to be talking about is ex- that is my opinion of exactly what went down. Um, and actually, I know that the author's uh, hanging around listening to the show right now, so we're gonna have to mind our p's and q's as we talk about it. Um, but <laughs> first things first: the, uh, the 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 big story, the one that uh, has the mainstream media talking—the Facebook IPO. You remember when Facebook came out? Like, did you did you
2: imagine this this could happen? You know, uh, if I really thought about it, if I really had, because the thing I probably would have, and, and I say that because I remember a time when it wasn't available to you and I, <laughs> um, and and how interested I was to get in, and and it's really rare for me. I mean, you probably remember if we go back in in radio shows past. Um, my basic assertion that you know I wasn't a really big fan of Twitter um, and this and that. I, I, I'm not necessarily. I'm, I'm definitely one of the first to like to test different things, but it takes a lot for me to go, okay. I'm actually going to invest you know hours every week of my time, um, especially when it comes to social media, into these different avenues. Um, you know, I may like to use them for clients, but but for my own adoption of these things. Facebook was one of the ones that before it was even available to me, just with the, the inkling of understanding of what it was that, that I had prior to its its launch publicly, I was very, very interested in getting on board for my understanding of what it was. so Had I really thought about it then, um, would I have predicted that it would be one of the largest um, IPOs? Maybe Should it be valued higher than Google? Well, you know, it's seven years later. So, you know, with with just, you know, the the way money works over time, that that makes a little bit of sense. But, um, you know, I'm having some real, real problems swallowing the valuation, but I do with a lot of tech. (laughs)
1: Yeah, a hundred billion, I mean, the the valuation... The valuation works out to put them around a hundred billion dollars. In in reality, it's it's a five billion dollar IPO. That's how much of the company that they're they're going to be selling off to investors. Um, the uh, uh, sorry, somebody just brought me a second cup of coffee. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I am blessed. Um, I got two cups of coffee going. Let's see which one tastes better. Okay. <laughs> I'm also quite distracted. So back to Facebook again. Back um, to Facebook. The thing that gets me about Facebook is how they've changed the web, how they've changed user behaviors. And some of the information that we're getting out of their uh, SEC filing, the we're going public filing, is um, – you know how they say in, uh, in real estate, location, 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 location is everything? Mm-hmm. In, in tech, especially in uh, the search world, timing is everything. And Facebook came along just at the dawn of the mobile re-evolution. You know the the, the way we use and relate to the internet changed radically yep. because of because of mobile devices. Okay, check this out. According to the SEC S one filing, Facebook uh, uh, put in yesterday, it has 845 million active users as of December 31st. Now, here's the kicker. Slightly more than half of those people, 425 million of them, use mobile devices such as smartphones or tablets to visit Facebook. Like, one of the reasons this social network has become so amazingly popular is because it's through application development, through various games that it allows its users to play. It's it came along and was almost almost immediately mobile friendly i think that's a huge um what's what's the right word i think that's a huge indicator of where our world is going to half of facebook's users access them through mobile devices and they are the Facebook is the website that people spend the most time on of all the websites in the world now mm-hmm. mind you i got I got Facebook open in another window right now, um just so you know the newsfeed is is trolling away, and i've got a I got a conversation going with somebody else. so you know how we use facebook is a and time on site that's a that's a weird stat when it comes to Facebook, but four hundred and twenty five million people accessing through mobile devices. Um, I think that's a huge, huge uh indicator of why Facebook is so popular. A couple other things we learned they made they made a profit of a billion dollars in two thousand and eleven uh twelve percent of that came from Zanga, the social game maker Zanga. twelve percent of their of Facebook's revenue came from people poking cows. <laughs> um or you know mafia hits or something now the weirdest thing about uh about this IPO to me uh, aside from its size is how powerful how quickly facebook's become and this isn't powerful in the way like google was powerful um or the way Google is powerful. Google, Google became powerful on a very open platform. We called it the World Wide Web. Facebook has become insanely powerful by creating a walled garden, much like the original AOL, what, what, what AOL originally intended to do. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it's a lot of my assumptions of the way people relate to the internet are being disproven
2: by the popularity of Facebook well i think there is a, a bit of a difference here in in the way facebook did it and as i mean you point out aol and heck i have probably still got some of their discs floating around somewhere um and the way aol did it which is facebook made it more like a, a party and i have to invite everybody there that i that i want right i mean be it a dinner party or or you know a, a rave party depends on who you are um You know, whereas AOL was trying to almost dictate... I mean, a big part of this was the technology available at the time and and the way that we were using the Internet at the time is AOL couldn't really pull together everything that was necessary to make this walled garden work. Whereas when I go into Facebook, I'm going there specifically to engage with my friends, see what they're interested in. I mean, it's it's meant to be a closed environment, because when I go there, I want it to be one. Um, I want to just engage with the people that I want to engage with. I want to just see what's interesting to them, whereas um, that technology and, and that use of the internet just wasn't there when AOL was trying to, to manufacture their sort of walled garden, as you call it, um, at the time. So, I think a lot of it, and, and you called it uh, just a few minutes ago, a lot of it has to do with timing, and Facebook mm-hmm. just did wait time, or one could also say Facebook created that timing um, by being one of the first major entities to attempt to do this. Certainly, uh, attempt to do it right with the popularity that uh, that they've gained. Um, I think well, they... And they, they and this know, may well
1: be a chicken egg, egg thing. Did uh, Facebook uh, succeed so well because mobile is becoming more and more popular, or did like you know Facebook's um, applications make mobile computing? more interesting,
2: thus making it more popular. Chicken-egg thing, eh? It is chicken and the egg thing. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with timing. If we looked over to, say, the UK and and their adoption of um, sort of what I would refer to as advanced mobile use, um, where we're not using it as a phone, we're using it as, as, as a device to access the internet and access the world around us, um, if we followed their path, they were far ahead of us in their understanding that a phone is more than a phone. Um, and, and so, you know, sort of carrying that forward, it was a natural evolution. I think it would have happened with or without Facebook existing, but they certainly have pushed our use of it and the common use of it past texting, past, um, you know, being just a device and into something that we now engage with on a social um, level, be it for good or for bad um, you know, there's a lot of great things that have come out of it, I'm sure there's a lot of pictures people wish they hadn't taken at that party and posted to Facebook right, so you've got, you know, there's there's pros and cons on both sides of this um, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, at some point I'm sure they'll build a device that, you know, it's 2 o'clock we noticed you're in a bar, do you really want to Publish this picture (laughs) right now. (laughs) You know, they've got the location services down, so they can do that. Um, You know, it'll just sort of be an an interesting sort of evolution as we go forward. But um, will Facebook be a drive for us? And I think that's one of the big questions that investors and and sort of the world around us need to ask. I mean, a billion dollars is a lot of money. That's what they created in profit last year. But where does this... And, and again, every time we're talking about technology buys, this is a problem I have. Where do we get a valuation of 75 billion on a billion dollars? Um, like, where does this valuation come from? It's going to take 75 years to recoup. <laughs> what valuation is? That doesn't make sense to me, and that's where I'm starting to really have problems um, with the valuation of tech companies. Be a Groupon, um, even Google, right? I mean, this is it. It, it leaves the realm of business practices in the way that uh, to me um, they should be and moves it into some pretend world um, and are we asking for another burst I, I think we are because we're valuing things at a higher value than, than they conceivably could have in a real business mind I mean if I lent somebody money like you know, I'll lend you know, you Jim a um, hundred bucks would I go yeah that's okay just just you know, as long as you're going to earn enough to pay me back over 75 years we're good no, <laughs> this just doesn't make sense I'm not sure how that's being crafted, but uh, you know that's why I wouldn't invest in in these companies myself, but you know, good Mark, you know <laughs> kudos to him. He'll, he now has more money than he could possibly spend in his lifetime, although he already did. so absolutely. Um, we'll call him King
1: Mark because something else we learned from uh, from Facebook's um, security exchange uh, um uh, s one filing. Mark Zuckerberg has all the power. Like, he's got a board of directors. He's got a board of advisors. He's mm-hmm. got vice presidents dripping off of both arms. He's got... Now he will soon have investors. But all of those people don't matter because Mark Zuckerberg's in charge. Um, according to an article from PCWorld.com that was published like three hours ago not only will Zuckerberg serve as chairman and CEO, he will also be granted the power to name his successor if he still controls the company when he dies. It, uh, from the S1 filing, in the event that Mr. Zuckerberg controls our company at the time of his death, control may be transferred to a person or entity that he designates as its successor. Furthermore, we've learned that um, everything goes through Zuckerberg's office. Nothing happens at Facebook. I mean, Zuckerberg is, 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 is going to become like a uh, Steve Jobs-like icon (laughs) for control freaks. Um, And incidentally, thank goodness for Steve Jobs' obsessive control freak nature. He improved tech because of it. Well, similarly, uh, Mark Zuckerberg apparently has uh, a Jobsian hold over all things that happen in and around Facebook. Um, So King Mark, yeah, good for King Mark. As for the investors, (laughs) well, you know, I almost think that investors and uh, uh, people who who va- who create the, the these artificial values for companies, it's not about what the company's worth. It's about what the speculation on the on the piece of paper you're holding is worth. And that's one of the things that's so screwed up about our about our our, 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 our overall economy. uh all the All the Ron Paul fans, they call for a return to the gold standard. Well, that's not the problem, guys. I mean, they want the gold standard because the gold, the gold gives them something tangible to hold on to. We can poke the gold. Well, it's the same thing in the stock market, folks. If you can't poke the value, you can't touch it, see it, feel it, um, and actually quantify it, then it's just speculative. And we're living the results of it right now. Where money doesn't matter, the location of money doesn't matter. What we think it's worth matters. And anyway, it it, it 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 defies logic
2: quite frequently. It doesn't. I mean, I think that's the danger for investors in in things like this: is you're assuming. That it's all going to stay the same. <laughs> I mean, you're assuming um, a lot of things, and I don't just mean the popularity, and I don't just mean Facebook. I mean the perception of what that is worth. So you've got these this double-edged sort of either of these two things could go down. Either Facebook um, could lose in, in popularity, or, or you know, somebody could, could wake up and go, hey, we can, you know, we don't need to pay this much for advertising or, or whatnot, or, or Zynga could sort of switch gears, and I mean, they're credited with the 12%, as you note, but at the same time, or are they valued at more, because that's their direct, but I keep going back, so 85% of Facebook's money comes from ad revenue, Well, if I'm going back for, for Zynga because I want to play, you know, words with friends or, or whatnot, well, I'm back there, and am I clicking on other ads? Oh, I'm sure there's a percentage that is right. So they get this 12 percent they're responsible for, plus um, whatever else they've managed to drive in ad revenue because I happened to already be there and I saw a you know Arrested Development shirt that I was interested in, you know, clicked on it or whatever. Uh, um, so I mean you've got this this environment where it's it's incredibly weak and then. Um, you know just business perspective i mean somebody could wake up one day and go right that's just a billion dollars i mean that's a lot of money but how are we valuing this at 75 billion all of a sudden <laughs> like, somebody could wake up have that realization and it all comes comes tumbling down so um, you know it's 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 a unique uh, a unique thing that's that's for sure in in how these things are valued but we've seen it going on for quite some time and um, yeah, you know and that, next time
1: it How's that $875 Google stock working out for some folks? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay.
2: I mean, you know, point counterpoint. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I mean,
1: Google, Google's down in the 520 range today, is what I'm getting at. Oh, I it see it what you're saying. It up in about. the 800 range at one point, and now it's back in a more, um, still wholly <laughs> unbelievable, but, you know, a more manageable range of 520 some odd share. Anyway. Um, we got to keep the uh, speaking of multimillionaires and stock shares and stuff. We got to keep the value of Webmaster Radio high by running these commercials. Um, friends, you're listening <laughs> to Webology on WebmasterRadio.fm on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We're coming back talking about well, where are those lost referrals? What are those lost referrals? Who are those lost referrals? My friend and yours, Dave Davies, up there in Whistler, has a. Uh, as a formula to figure this out. We're going to be talking about that when we come back after these messages.
0: Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. SCS New York 2011 makes its way to the New York Hilton, March 19th through the 23rd. Ses New York 2011 will feature over 70 sessions, nearly 100 exhibitors, and networking opportunities with thousands of marketing and search engine optimization professionals. SCS New York 2011 will start with a high-profile opening keynote from Google's digital marketing evangelist, Avinash Kaushik. Don't delay. Come to Ses New York 2012, March 19th through the 23rd, inside the New York Hilton. Register right now at Strategies.com. That's SearchEngineStrategies.com. Oh, I'm happy. You're done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google Help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett
1: Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords seminars for success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one stop
0: shop for all your PPC needs. Learn, optimize, connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively tra- trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Oh, no. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, ah. link building. The internet marketing ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit The ninjas oh. are coming. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment, WebmasterRadio.fm. Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: welcome back to Web here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, the second of February, 2012, and for those of you who are in front of a computer right now, get over to SearchEngineWatch.com. First article, if you're there right now at this at this exact moment, first article. Oh, you've been replaced, Dave. <laughs> ah, Miranda gotcha. Second article in um, <laughs> is uh, is the one I want to talk about. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's shes she's
1: been doing that this week, but we we'll we'll, we'll 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 talk about Miranda in a few minutes dave you've you've been threatening to write it, you finally wrote it. How to understand <laughs> your Google not provided traffic Yes um, just as a, a a little bit of a background here before I dive into actually interviewing you on your article on on your on your ideas um oh I'll go google. Um, made a change to the way uh, Google Analytics presents information and it cut off referral information from users who were already logged into a Google system to, into a, some, some form of uh, a Google program, be it Gmail or Google Analytics themselves or whatever. Many speculate that's because Google is moving that juice over to the G Plus system and integrating uh, once you're signed in, you're basically in the G Plus system, although there's been no confirmation, denial, or even proof of that from Google whatsoever. I'm pretty sure that's where much of the industry believes. But Dave, you've figured out how to quantify them not, them not provided.
2: Yes. Yeah, um, and I didn't before we before I launch, you know, straight into that one. I just want to give my props to your your friend of mine, Dave Harry, who uh, mm-hmm. it was a few weeks ago um, we were chatting, and and he brought up the the interesting point, And it's funny, I was so focused in on trying to figure out what to do with this because I hate missing that largest segment. And depending on your industry, I mean, you know, being an SEO. It's a large segment of my analytics, right? And, and yeah. there's, there's clients that I have like that. Anybody in technology, it's a larger sector than, than say, some, some others uh, maybe impacted. Um, and Dave Harry brought up the very interesting fact, um, and, and one that I hadn't quite tweaked on yet, is if you want to know who's getting personalized results, it's them. <laughs> I mean, And yes, you can do it without, you know, Google can do it without being logged in necessarily. But if you want to know who's virtually guaranteed to be getting personalized results, that's the percentage of them. Um, and I thought just right at the beginning, and I mentioned it in the article, that it's definitely a point worth considering. And especially as you're watching um, Google personalize more and more and how they're doing it, um, watching that percentage is going to be actually a, a great insight into how personalized results is affecting you. You know, um, for the website. record,
1: for the record, David Harry, A.K.A. the Gypsy, is bloody brilliant. And I just wanted to get that in there. I mean, this this guy uh, blows my mind every at least once a week. Yeah,
2: no, really bright guy, really bright guy. Who and I I was impressed that, you know, just to take it that tweak. And it's funny now, as soon as he mentioned it, when we were on the radio a few weeks ago, I'm like, right? Of course, right? I mean, it's just yes, of course it is. <laughs> This is you know, yeah, we know that. this to be true. A you know one and one is two. But to, to I didn't grasp it, and I'm sure many of our listeners did, or or some of them did. But it is an important note for those who who may not have been looking at it from that angle. Um, and, and great to have people in the community like Dave um, bringing those to light and just giving us another way of looking at data, taking the positive from that instead of instead of viewing it as a negative. Which I was viewing it much more on the negative path of going. I've lost something here, and I think a lot of us were going you've made this go away now what do i do with this um, and that's that's where my focus was and, and ended up being the, the topic of this article is what do i do with this data uh and and how can i pull information from this data that that appears to provide nothing to me um how do i look at this and and what do i do with it so um so yeah i mean that's that was the the basic crux of of the article was trying to figure out ways to to break it uh, to break it down. Um, and what I, what I ended up doing is using um, segments. Uh, for those who are, who are not familiar with segments, it's just ways of setting up criteria um, in Google Analytics and create yourself an advanced segment. Um, And you can set specific criteria that will break down your traffic based on things that you've determined. So in the case of of the example in the article, I was looking at just the simple breakdown of what percentage of my not provided is branded versus non-branded traffic. This is one of the basic things that I do regularly for for a variety of our clients, including myself. Um, And so what I did was took a look at when I, you know, and I'll, I'll use my site as, as an example, I would just go into analytics and go, okay, for, you know, a month or two month period of time, the larger the data segment, the more accurate you're going to get. Um, how many of my visitors came in on the word beanstalk, right? I mean, just you, total basic, that includes everything, you know, beanstalk hyphen ink, people using the address, you know, using their search boxes and address, everything. That is um, a mighty so, tall word. word. It is, yeah. And I mean, for the most part, though, if you have a good titling practice, most of it is going to be looking for you, right? I mean, it's it's really clear in my title who I am. So one can assume that somebody's just punched in Beanstalk and, and landed us. But most of our traffic is coming in from something specific, you know, Beanstalk SEO, Beanstalk blog, something like that, that's, that's more indicative of they are looking specifically for us. So I took that. I figured out what percentage was – our branded traffic, and then you have to pull in and figure out what percentage is your uh, non-branded. So I would then just change the, the basic filters to go, okay, now let's pull out our, um, you know, pull everything excluding the word beanstalk, but then in that calculation, you also have to add the additional criteria, everything excluding not provided, because you don't want to include that not provided set. So you, you can end up with, a, uh, with a, a breakdown of what is your generic... Um, you know one versus the other, branded versus non branded, but more to the point is take a look at the visitor patterns um of those two segments, so I was taking a look at. How many pages are they viewing when they come in branded? Uh, um, What's their time on site when they're coming in for branded? And then comparing that with our non-branded traffic. And you can get more and more specific if you feel so inclined and go, okay, our non-branded traffic that has the word services in there. I mean, You you can get as as complicated as you want, but I was just doing a comparison of branded versus non-branded in this instance. Um, And you can see that there's there's quite, and and this is true in almost every site, there's quite dramatic differences between these two traffic points. Um, because branded tends to be coming to a site to look up phone numbers, or it's looking at less pages because they're already sold on something. I mean, it, it, you know, there's there's differences site to site, but basically what we end up with is a look at, what are the different page views? What are the different time on sites? I and mean, then you can break it down through any any variety of criteria. In the article, I just used those two as the sample set. And then what I do is take the middle point between these two things on time on site, the midpoint on page views, and I set up different segments. So I set up a, a segment um, using the advanced segments in Google Analytics and go, okay, I want to know all traffic with page views less than X, less than this midpoint, and time on site less than that midpoint. And I set up another one with above that midpoint on both time on site and page views. If you set up these segments and then click, you know, go through on your, you know, search and look in your organic keywords and then click on not provided, it shows you the metrics of what percentage um, meet the, the the segmented criteria. So you get an idea of Okay, this percentage of our not provided traffic acted like this segment, which is indicative of our branded traffic, and this percentage of our not provided traffic acts like the segment that was, you know, not branded or you know, setting up for any criteria. And it really gives you an idea of how, in this case, your branded versus non-branded is impacted in your in your not provided data. I mean. It, The larger your segment, the more accurate it's going to be. So if you were trying to look at, say, two days and you had a site with, you know, 100 visitors a day or something, it's not going to be very accurate. But when you look on a large scale, um, it it gets more, you know, as with any metric, it gets more and more accurate. I mean, you know, you wouldn't have people doing, um, you know, polling during election and calling out 10 of their friends and asking them how to vote. So the more data you collect, the more accurate you're going to get. Um, And then when we started to compare that with client metrics in regards to, you know, what are converting on or not provided, you know, what are our conversion rates and stuff, and actually comparing that to the metrics we were seeing based on branded versus non-branded and their propensity to convert, it actually matched up very, very well in most cases, which basically just reinforced that, okay, this is the right metric. Um, And this is the right way to do it. And that's just a branded versus non-branded. We could then go in and, you know, I try and group things in groups. I I couldn't look, say, in in my metrics, and that may just be my traffic flow, and go, okay, let's look at SEO services as a keyword and try and figure out its metrics because its metrics are going to be very, very similar to SEO firms. I I know this from, you know, looking at my own metrics. So it will end up getting very, very mixed in there. Um, But I like to segment my my keywords together and go, okay, I don't actually care about SEO services alone, but what I want to know is my buy indicator phrases. So let's group together SEO company, SEO services, SEO firms, you know, all of these keywords that have a buy indicator phrase in them, okay, let's look at them as a common trend and compare them with my um, regular non-branded traffic and do this same metric and go into or not provide and figure out um, what the metrics are. and the entire process is based on the assumption that people who are logged in are different than people who aren't. But it's proven true in most cases where they behave differently. Um, and you can just see this in your general analytics. Just you know, go through and see who your not provided people are. They behave fundamentally differently because it's a completely different group of people um, who are logged in. There are some sites that they behave very very similarly, but in most cases. They are a different group of people. They're a different demographic, and they do behave differently. Well,
1: regardless um, regardless of user behavior, regardless of the difference between you know, people who are coming in uh, because they are power users, that's often indicated by the fact that they have some Google account going somewhere or another, and just, you know, quote-unquote regular general users, what you've managed to do is establish a baseline for the non-references. The the ones that were this sort of black hole of information, which are certainly more than the two point five percent was it two or two or three percent that uh, Matt Cuts claimed. Um, my data says like uh, nine to fifteen percent, and I've heard people say up to twenty percent. You've established a baseline for these guys. Um, let me ask you a quick question. How can you boil it down and make it even simpler? Are you going to be able to present this at a conference in the future?
2: Say. Yes, I could. What I'd like to do, um, if I was, say doing it at a conference, for example, would be to do it in a in a video form and go. This is how easy, because they realize today, and of course, I, if you know something and you're reading about it, it all seems very simple as you're putting it onto paper, <laughs> and then you go back and I was I was rereading it and going. Okay, and reading some of the comments going, okay, I can see how this like I've I've tried to step by step people through it. It's like, okay, I could see how this would be you know, seem a little complex. I can pull this together in about three minutes now. (laughs) So um I think it would be helpful to do a video and I'll probably actually put one up on our blog to help people through and go, This is actually how easy this is to do. Here's actually you know, here I'll show you my calculator. This is how easy it is to figure out these midpoints and um, how to figure out your average percentages and, and things like that. Because you, you do hit some odd points in it where if you make the wrong assumption, um it, it can go a little haywire. For example, when I because I was using two criteria and going, I want page views less than this and time on site less than this to match our um you know, branded and you know above these two points for non branded, the sum of the two does not total hundred percent. So how do you end up figuring what percentage matches them? And and they couldn't total 100% because there'd be people with lower page views than, say, the branded, but higher time on, on site, right? They visited your site, they they hit the home page, they called, you know, or whatever, um, and then just stayed on your home page, right? So they, they don't fit either metric. Um, so you actually have to go, okay, looking at just these two numbers, how do I figure out these percentages? Um, if you, you know, had 60% or, or above in sort of grade 10 math, um, the math isn't too complicated but i could see if if you don't get it right out of the, <laughs> the gate how how this could be uh, sort of something a, a little more you may not even attempt it it's actually not difficult but you may not attempt it so yeah i think if i could do sort of a video as part of a conference um it would be interesting i'd actually like to sit on that same panel with dave um, and sort of go over the different angles at, at looking at this and I'm sure there's some other SEOs who'd, who'd be lending some great insight into uh, into how to look at this not provided data. Maybe we could get somebody from Google on it. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that?
1: Um, <laughs> they might be on vacation or something and you now it happens. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Google. <laughs> With bread, um, okay, Dave. I uh, I urge you to throw a video up on the Beanstalk SEO blog, uh, or you know, distribute it through Search Engine Watch, Webmaster Radio, all distributed through uh, through my blog, whatever. I urge you to do it because I th- I, re- I really do think you're onto something here, and anything that helps the industry fill in the blanks is a good thing. Now, we got to talk about the industry when we come back from uh, from the commercial break that we're about to go to. And uh, just, you know, warning, this isn't going to be the most comfortable conversation for me. I don't know if it's, you know, we're, well, we're we're, we're talking about icons here. But we're going to leave it hanging at that. Uh, friends, you're listening to Web Culture at webmasterradio.fm. Uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from B-Soc SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Outways Media. Aaron, this is live, just to prove the point. This is live. And uh, we're going to be back after these messages.
0: Be tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. As you know, being an expert at f
1: what did she say?
0: Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f
2: performance to the next level.
1: The language!
2: Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on a Quizio.
1: Oh
0: Buy,
2: track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio: Search,
0: social, display, one platform. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com superior affiliate offers superior affiliate brands superior affiliate service The superior affiliate management superior affiliate management delivers direct exclusive offers with weekly payouts their mission is to ignite your e-commerce and ignite your commissions Superior Affiliate Brands means our work with the internet retailer's top 500, as well as new brands, thanks to their full service agency and CPA network. Superior Affiliate Service means lifetime bonus referrals and personal VIP treatment. When you hear Superior Affiliate offers, Superior Affiliate Brands, Superior Affiliate Service, that's samopm.com. Radio's virtual autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm, moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Everyone, welcome back to Web College here on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're reaching our last segment. We got about eleven to twelve minutes left. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave, I sent your uh, your your regards to the people Avast in the chat room. Virus uh...
2: database has been updated.
1: Oh, that's nice. <laughs> 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 the hell was that? <laughs>
2: um,
1: did you did you just hear that, or is that me?
2: No, I heard it too.
1: Okay. It's like these wow, voices from above. (laughs) As it turns out, it was, uh, I think it was a studio computer. That's, uh, (laughs) and you thought Brasco didn't multitask during these jobs. Darren, Brandy, are you listening? See how hard this man's working? (laughs) Okay. Um, Where was I going? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, you're in Whistler and everyone's jealous. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'd send you regards to the chat room Um, Wish we were there Uh, Apparently that was a free plugin That had to update So anyway, whatever Avast Um, (laughs) Alas, avast Okay, where was my mind going? My mind is going to a sad place A dangerous place A difficult place A oh my god I wish this didn't happen place But I'm glad it did because it has to happen every once in a while even if a friend, an icon and massive supporter over the past has been hurt um, Dave, you've been in Whistler I don't know if you've uh, I know you're appraised of it now but I don't think you actually saw this on live uh, Tuesday and Wednesday um, long and short of it friend of Webmaster Radio friend of the industry uh, massive supporter of the industry one of the originals and I'm I can't say enough how much we owe to this man. Um, Bruce Clay. Ah, damn it. Yeah, this sucks. Bruce stepped in it. Bruce fucked up. Bruce (laughs) broke the rules. Bruce did something really god-awful stupid, and I wish he didn't. But he did. And, um, Well, a uh, reporter from Search Engine Watch who happens to be listening to the show right now but participating in a uh, client or a conference call so she couldn't actually join us, Miranda Miller, she caught uh, Bruce messing up. She called him on it in Search Engine Watch and a massive hullabaloo hullabaloo broke loose. To bottom line what happened um, on... Monday. Well, I guess for the last few weeks, Bruce Clay has been hinting about introducing a revolutionary new local service to the market. He was hinting in his 2012 predictions. He hinted from stage um, at a couple search conferences, and he started seriously teasing on Facebook and Twitter uh, late last week and early this week. On Monday night, a website, localpaidinclusion.com, which no longer actually exists, it now 301s over to a uh, page on the Bruce Clay blog, was introduced. And that, um, that web page, localpaidinclusion.com, <coughs> was introducing a paid, uh, what it suggested was a paid method of moving your local listing above organic lo- local listings in Google, Bing and Yahoo search results. The program or the the webpage went on to claim that this was a, a program that was sanctioned by Google, Yahoo and Microsoft or Bing and that basically it paid placement in the or in what, what what would have been the organic local search results was about to become a reality. A whole bunch of freak-out goes on, and again, um, a woman who has, who I thought was brilliant before and now becomes super brilliant, Miranda Miller, um, started putting the pieces together. She figured out that uh, this wasn't, in fact, a Bruce Clay offering, but one from a company called Universal Business Listings, UBL, and then she set about proving the story by making a bunch of phone calls – by doing a bunch of interviews, by getting it on tape, um, by following up and doing what a journalist is supposed to do, I I'm mentioning this and I'm emphasizing it because a couple beats down uh, in 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 this monologue, I'm going to mention how she caught hell from the from many people in the community, but but I digress. The article gets published and it got published under the under the headline Google Bing Yahoo in partnership to sell top organic local listings. Okay, like super freak out. Um definitely super freak out. Um thank you, Dave. Dave just provided to me the uh Google Cash version of local paid inclusion and yes, it was there. Yes, this happened. Um, and I'm going to put up that link that Dave provided me into the webmaster radio chat room. So if things get a bit bumpy in on air, I apologize. That's just uh, technology talking. Um, so Miranda publishes her piece. Doesn't take long for um, the search world to flip out and to react. And a lot of people originally reacted on Miranda. This can't be true. Therefore, the messenger must be wrong um you know what even even if the messenger was wrong, she proved she proved her case and the reason I say that i phrase it this way um shortly after the article article came out, the denials started flying fast and furious Google and Bing immediately say, yo <laughs> no, not us we got nothing to do with this this is not we didn't do this it's not ours uh quickly afterwards, uh, Universal Business Listing comes out and says, well, we're kind of sort of doing something along these lines, but we never had anything to do you know, with Bruce and it wasn't supposed to be announced and it wasn't supposed to go forward like this. And you know what? Actually, we had nothing to do with it. And Bruce comes out and says, well, there was a misunderstanding and we saw contracts, but those contracts aren't actually complete. We're not really sure if those contracts are real or not. And because we're not really sure of the state of those contracts, we're pulling back too. And it almost looked like Bruce Clay and Universal Business Listings were rushing to throw each other under the bus to see who could throw each other, each other under the bus fastest. My stomach is heaving right now. Uh, Dave, I'm, I'm sure you're in the same position. If you had to be doing this monologue that I'm doing right now, you wouldn't feel good about doing it. I've sat and drank with Bruce. I've ate supper with Bruce. I like Bruce. Sometimes he pisses me off, but, you know, sometimes my best friends piss me off. Aaron Wall pisses me off at least once a month, and I admire Aaron like I couldn't like I couldn't tell you. Um, but Bruce stepped over the line, and that had to be called. So, um, yeah. Okay, I just got the three minute left thing. So what I was what, I, don't, so I don't even know what to say. Um, except I'm going to sum up. Sorry about this, Dave. I'm hogging all this airtime. I apologize. But (laughs) I'm going to sum up in suggesting that uh, Bruce was taken for a ride. That um, either he very much misunderstood what Universal Business Listings, what they actually offer. Or he was helped to misunderstand by... um, either a very poor explanation for universal business listings or by a, um, let's say, politely, a hype-laden explanation. Um,
2: okay, Dave, fire away. I don't even know. What All you're right. Saying. I mean, you know, I, I like Bruce, too. I mean, you know, I've sat down with him. Nice guy. I also like Matt cuts. But when Google does something stupid, we'll call them out on it. And um Dave- and, and, and I think this was a case and and you know kudos to Miranda for how fast she was in and on this um, and, and I mean it definitely you know, there's many many hundreds of tweets of this and, and it got a great reaction so um, you know sort of case in, in point to, to what you had said where it got done what it what it needed to get done um, I think in this case, it's it's got to either be case, a case of either he wasn't paying attention to what was going on on in his own company and these deals, um, or he was. In either case, this isn't good. <laughs> either no. he wasn't paying attention, or he was. And inherently, you and I both know this. Inherently, anything that involves paying to get into the organic results is a no go. To be is is, this. is a no go, right? I mean, you're not just thinking about it and and giving a quick perusal over Google's guidelines. <laughs> Because they're going to know that paying for preferred placement in Google's organic results is not something that Google and Bing are going to get behind. Definitely not together, right? So there's just all sorts of bells and whistles in this one. I mean, one could argue, we're organic SEOs. This is paid placement in the organic. I mean, you can get around that, but to actually come out and say, you know, hey, and Google and, and Bing are totally behind this service to get you preferred placement in well, that, that's, that, that's the that's organic. Misrepresentation. One hundred yeah. percent
1: misrepresent that's what pisses me off. That's where I get mad, because that gives all of us a black eye. I'm more, well, that's, that's I'm the straight thing. up. I'm honest in my services. It's the best attempt at service. I do my best. I claim no more than that. And it pisses me off when and I'm sorry, Bruce, it pisses me off when somebody misrepresents what we do.
2: Right. right, And in, at, at the core of it, what you have to know is this was a loophole that may have worked. Like, I, I don't know what exactly they were going to do that was, you know, quote-unquote, you know, supported by by Google and Bing. But at the end of the day, not all of us are going to get in there. It had to be a gaming of this system. Just inherently, you know this. Like, if you've read the guidelines, you know this. It's going to be a gaming of the system. Um, and it's 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 not it's not going to last. <laughs> I mean, it just can't last. Um, so, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think it was great that that he was called out. It is kind of unfortunate who it was, but at the same time, if it was an unknown SEO, it would have been a little blip on the radar. Uh, you know, the article would have got a you know, few tweets. Nobody would have noticed the rebuttal. We wouldn't be talking about it on the radio. Um, so, I mean, for, for this to have happened, it, it got much more publicity. And, hey, it covered 20 minutes of our show for us. <laughs>
1: Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
1: but again, like um, somebody was clearly in the wrong here. Everyone's trying to obfuscate what happened. It marketing mishap or clear misrepresentation. You know what? I think it's going to go down in our in our industry history is we'll never know. No, we can speculate till we're blue in the face, and I got a lot of speculation inside me. I'm being really careful not to speculate because I got a lot of it. Um. <laughs> I know the story backwards and forwards I know the players backwards and forwards and I've been involved with some of the players uh, beyond Bruce Clay Um, anyway but I'm not going there and I'm probably (laughs) (laughs) okay the studio is suddenly going we gotta wrap I wonder if that has something to do with the time it probably does because we're a little bit over time friends we're getting the, (laughs) the audio hook here On behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Thank you so much for listening to Webcology this week. We're going to be back next Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, only on Webmaster Radio and FM. Stay tuned. There's amazing content coming up on the network.